Hello friends and Merry Bloody Christmas. It's Christmas Day, the presents are under the tree, you're probably already half a pint deep in a Baileys, you've eaten cheese just straight out of the packet for breakfast. It's the best day of the year, let's be honest, and we are here to make it even better for you my friends. It's the Kings of Anglia Christmas Day podcast special. I am Mark Heath, as you may have noticed I'm quite excited, I'm wearing a Santa's hat and I'm joined by all three of my other kings. Four kings for Christmas Day, friends. What could be better than that? I'm going to start, first of all, with Stewie, who has gone to the lengths. If you're not watching this, you should be watching it. Subscribe, because everyone watches NAF TV on Christmas Day. So get involved and watch this. Stewie's put a little Christmas tree up in his in his office. Of course, it is Christmas Day, Stewie. Thanks very much. How are you? I'm good. I couldn't find my uh collection of dodgy christmas jumpers i think they're they're in the loft somewhere they didn't come down with the decorations so i've stolen my daughter's miniature christmas tree from her room for the backdrop because i thought i would i would contribute on that front um half a pint of baileys there's a little insight into the mark heath christmas morning there interesting that's just by 9am baby that's just a warm-up um, right then, uh, joining us for the first time on a Christmas special, replacing, obviously last year we had Hutchie, we had Mike Bacon who came dressed as Elton John last Christmas. Um, this this year we've got young AJ who has, has gone to some effort to decorate the royal trestle behind him. We've got tinsel, we've got an Ipswich Town horse. You're wearing a Christmas jumper, AJ, which you're going to need to pull up and just show us mm-hmm. that it is a Christmas jumper. How are you feeling yeah. on this fine Christmas day? Very Christmassy. Can you tell from everything that we have going on here? It's kind of run through. I'll show you the jumper. So this is a Christmas jumper. It's not blue. It's not as good as the uh, trademark Brandon Williams Ipswich Town jumper, for example. Um, it does have a dog on it. There you go. It's got a Christmas dog. Excellent. Um, the table is absolutely littered with Christmassy things. We have whatever this is. We have <laughs> Christmas glasses of water. We have cups with reindeers on them there is a little bit of everything and that's just on the table i don't even know what to do with this um it's a candle yeah it's a nutcracker Um, candle a nutcracker candle wow that's terrifying i've now positioned it so it's looking at me for the rest of the pod um yeah why not go to some lengths for for such joyous occasion i've got a hat as well but i can't unlike uh you and ross i can't fit it over my headphones it's just not really gonna it's a shame because yours is the most luxury hat of the three. Um, so maybe put it on mm. at some point if you can. It'll be a good thumbnail shot, but it, it would indeed. Uh, and then finally, of course, the Christmas Grinch, the man who hates Christmas apart from all the food, the boy Rossi, sporting a Christmas hat. And also, I guess, your version of a Christmas jumper in terms of a classic Ipswich Town shirt, Rossi. How are you? I know you don't like Christmas, but it's Christmas Day now. and I'm hoping you've been drinking heavily. How are you? Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone. Woo! Yeah, did anyone hope anyone got what they wanted, um, what they asked for? Hopefully you were on the good list, not on the bad list. Uh, we know who's on our bad list, Paul Lambert, um, and a few other bad players who have featured for town, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'll um, wear a retro Ipswich Town kit. It's white. I like you know, it. Christmas white, you know. This is the, um, if you're, of course, listening and you want to watch the video, subscribe. And um, it's the 2000, 2001, two um, away kit, the white one, which is, um, of course, the, what we wore in the Premier League era. And um, yeah, I really like this kit. Um, so yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. And I uh, hope you're having a good day. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get stuck in to my Christmas dinner. 
Cool. If you're not having a good day, even if you are, we're about to make it much, 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 much better. Obviously, Ross, as you say there, people will be getting Christmas football shirts, I'm sure. Now then, the way this is going to be, friends, last year we did a Would, Would I Lie To You. We learned a lot about each other. This year, there's going to be a Christmas mailbag special. So you have sent in a bunch of questions. We're going to take as many as possible. And there's also going to be, because it's contractually obliged now, there's a little quiz in the middle so Ross can put on his jacket um, and stumble through God knows how many questions. Um that's the way it'll be. Uh, before we get going, though, friends, I want us to all take our, take our listeners, our dear friends, inside Christmas Day in our in our various houses, right? So Christmas Day, Stuart, I'd imagine for you, because you're the only one here with children, yeah, Christmas Day for you would, will be a much different experience. You'll be up at like four in the morning. By 6 a.m., you'd have made 14 different types of toy, I'd imagine. What, what's it like in the Watson household? <clears throat> yeah, exactly that. While you're all having a nice little lion, uh, I'll, I'll be up, but um, I wouldn't have it any other way yet. Just child singular, my daughter's seven, um, so she is in that that magical sort of sweet spot of Christmas at the moment. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll be frantically looking for for batteries to put into yeah. things. Um, actually, yeah, all all that sort of stuff getting swearing instructions that need uh, things <laughs> being put together um yeah whilst whilst trying to sort of uh prepare veg and all that other stuff going on as well before uh before guests arrive later on what's the big toy in in the uh in in the, in the uh, christmas market this year she what's uh what's young aya got as her top present and i'm hoping she's not in the house but um is there a, is there a, a spectacular gift this year top of the tree <clears throat> furbies are back in fashion are they the Furbies? Yeah, yeah, they've made it. They've made a comeback, so she might, she might be getting her hands on one of those. Um, yeah, she's she's also very well. She's into already into computer games already, which is fine by me because they're quite good fun to sit down and, and play together. So there's uh, PlayStation yeah. Five. I'm not on. I'm not on a five yet. No, I'm still <laughs> on a four. Okay. Um, so yeah, some Disney related computer games and yeah, various bit, bits and bobs. Outstanding. AJ, your first Christmas with us. You live uh, with family. We know your girlfriend um, lives separately in Luton uh, yeah. and you're much, much younger than us. So what does Christmas look like for AJ? Do you spend it with Sophie? Do you have to kind of give ground and go to hers or does she come to yours or do you sack off the family and go and spend it in a travel lodge somewhere? In a travel lodge. Wow. That's a grim thought. No, <laughs> um, we do Christmas separately for now and then we mm -hmm. usually will use um time either side to spend some time together it's just the best way at the moment because of work commitments and different things she has huge family christmases and stuff like that i feel like if i showed up there they'd probably be on about 25 people and uh, that living room would get very crowded um i've been to a few of the family functions over there and it can get quite busy so mm. it's just gonna be me at home with my family instead it's the family that says they're not really that fussed about christmas and then well, I mean, I don't need to show you again what we've got. Uh, it's a similar thing to kind of Halloween. There's a theme emerging mm. with, the, with holidays and things, isn't there? Yeah. The um, Jones family, not not worried, but will buy everything from any kind of shop that relates to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So charity shops are really good. Uh, these have all come from charity shops, the tinsel, stuff like this. Um, yeah, the, the, that's the biggest thing, is that especially in the build-up. Oh, I don't really like Christmas, you know. It's just another thing, spend money. Oh, but that's quite nice. I like that. I'm going to get that. And then all of a sudden, we've got, like, this whole table filled with Christmas knickknacks. And, yeah, 
it then feels like there's a lot more build up to something that apparently we don't like too much. But here that's we all, are. That's all cool at Christmas. There are no rules at Christmas around anything. Mm-hmm. Rossi, I imagine you take advantage of that around food and drink at Christmas. What does Rossi's Christmas holiday, dream day, day off, let's be honest, it's the only day off most of us are going to get. Um, what does it look like for you? It's pretty chill, to be fair. Um, I just go, yeah, whoever's making Christmas dinner, you know, get me there. and I'll Obviously eat obviously not me. Yeah. <laughs> Says Ross. Not me. Definitely not me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's one little story here, actually. Uh, and there's one Christmas, because a lot of my family are like apart, you know, most of them actually ate each other, so they don't really see each other. Um, so I actually had three Christmas dinners once. Wow. I went lunchtime, I had like a Christmas dinner, like four o'clock at a Christmas dinner, I had a Christmas dinner at seven, so I had three in one day um so i was very bloated obviously at the end of that but um it was very nice but um this year gonna go and see my my nieces and my nephew in the uh in the early early part of christmas and then gonna spend a course with with sasha with her parents and uh, they're gonna put a good spread on i assume and um alcohol and games will be will be played so uh yeah gonna be a nice chilled one but um yeah can't wait to see the yeah the, it's all about the kids in at christmas it's all about the kids you know seeing them open their presents and stuff like that um so yeah yeah should be a good day christmas isn't for kids let's be honest come on christmas is for getting up really late and doing whatever the f you want um with no kids around that's what i think um rossi so that was like a kind of a rossi ross hall's remake of the classic vicar of dibley episode was it where she has to eat i think exactly that three christmas dinners so were you forcing the, the brussels sprouts in at the end no i just i sort of balanced out you know i you know because there were three different like Christmas dinners, so I didn't go too crazy with the meat on the first first. You paced outing. yourself. You paced yeah. yourself, and I didn't go too much carby. I didn't go too with the mash or the potatoes. I tried to sort of balance it out, but then I got to the last outing, which was actually at my dad's with my nan and granddad, and they did like a massive like b- b- buffet, buffet, whatever you call it, <laughs> buffet. Um, buffet. Um, and I, you know, at least you can choose whatever you put on your plate. I think the, the first two my mum's and then my sister's it was like they did they put it on your plate if you know what i mean but at least mm. my, my, my dad it was like you know a buffet so uh i don't know why i keep saying that <laughs> stop saying that <laughs> but yeah it was uh it was good fun because like, i think i must have been i think 16 17 so you know i was a young young firing you know just wanting to eat anything after that or had all the desserts as well but yeah good times Bulking season, bro. Right then, friends, let's waste no further time talking about our individual Christmases. If you're asking, I'll be up about maybe 10. We'll do. We'll have a, a relaxed Christmas opening where we'll drink Prosecco and mainly eat sausage rolls, take the dog for a walk with a can of beer, and then spend the rest of the day doing whatever we want, which for me will probably involve smoking a, a good cigar in the garden um, before we have Christmas dinner. Anyway, friends, let's move on, shall we? We're going we're gonna to take some of your questions, mailbag style, on today's show, but we're also going to ask each other a question. And this is where I want to start with the newest member of the kingdom, AJ. You should have a question ready. Mm-hmm. So you want to kick us off with your question for your fellow kings? Yeah, I I feel like the bar's high here. I feel like this is the, the been the new one. This how long have you me. been part of this podcast now, AJ? Yeah, all right, all right. You should first, realize first that the, the, the bar is not very high. Okay, well we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what you guys have come up with. I've gone on a very yeah, weird route. A question for all of you. Yep. Christmas time for watching crap TV. And also yep. you have a lot of specials. You have a lot of game show specials as well. They always come and go. Those kind of things pointless. Mm-hmm. 
That was the first one that came to my mind. Things like that. Mastermind. You're you're on a game show. What is your best chance of winning? What what game show are you going to go on and win? And why are you going to win it? That is a good question. Um, I always really wanted, and this is this would probably be way over your heads. Maybe Stu is the only person who will get this reference. I always really want to go on Funhouse, Stu. Do you remember Funhouse with Pat Sharp back in the day in the Twins? Uh, also, what was the one with Neil Buchanan where he had to destroy a house? Just go around rooms, right. just destroying them, looking for presents. I always wanted to go on that. But I think now, if you ask me, probably be Mastermind, mate. Mastermind. What would be your special subject? Well, the thing, this is the thing, isn't it? You say Mastermind and you think you have to be intellectually superior, but you don't, do you? Because you mm. can pick anything as your specialist subject. So I'd probably do the life and career of Muhammad Ali. Um, oh, okay. And I'd absolutely dominate that. Uh, I, general knowledge may be a struggle, but um, I'd say that would probably be my, my best hope. Although they are bringing gladiators back, boys, aren't they? In the new <laughs> yes. year. If my if my surgically reconstructed knee would be up to it, I'd love a go at that. That was absolutely classic back in the day, and I imagine even now I'd probably I'd probably smash them to bits. So, uh, yeah, gladiators or mastermind for for two very divergent answers there. What about you, Stu? Finders keepers was the name of that. That's it. Program. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd love it if that that suddenly just got my TV guide for Christmas, and there was like Christmas edition of Finders keepers. Funhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just out of the blue from nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be really good at catchphrase. Oh, one yes. of those ones that I I get You've got really one of those quickly. brains of you, yeah, yeah. That that would be my jam. A bit of catchphrase for me. Say what cool. you see. You've got to have some innuendos in there as well, so you haven't you? So I reckon you could probably bring a few of those <laughs> out. Um, Rossi, what about you? Oh, there's two options. You know, deal or no deal, because you know why not? You know, just yeah, that box. And if, yeah, <laughs> if, John, if John has got that big money in there, I won't be happy with him. Um, but yeah, and I'll, there's I'll... a genius in that show, isn't there? And that they make picking boxes at random seem like it's a skill, yeah. like there's some kind of peril involved. But no, it's just, yeah, you just have to guess. It's just you'd it's you'd just be lovely. box office on deal or no deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what um, would be box office on anything really that involves any kind of? I mean, we talked about any TV um, producers listening, by the way. Yeah, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Ross would win it at a canter. Um, so you've got that then, Rossi. What about another one? Other one is more like a physical bit, you know. Do you remember Total Wipeout? Remember the yeah, yeah, I'll just give that a go. I'll, I'll, I'll face the balls, you know, going on jumping on them. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. I'll give that there's a go. The, there's the first innuendo of the Christmas show. Ross will yeah. face the balls and he'd be happy Good about that. it. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, what about you? Um, oh, wow, I don't know how to top that. Mine was going to be pointless just because I know loads of random crap. You give me football especially, I'm just going to wipe the floor. But just loads of different things. I just feel like I could just come up with the most useless, ridiculous answers that no one else would get. Um, yeah, that, that would be mine. You go on Mastermind, mate, and just do the entire history of association football. You'd absolutely smash it to bits. Yeah, I, I feel like... But then again, like you, I'd get to the general knowledge and I'd be a little bit stumped, I think. Yeah. Good question, AJ. Excellent. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that that might be, not be topped by the rest of us. You've obviously put some time into that. Right then, Watson, because you're a legend, I'm going to start with a question just for you from Ben Dieth, also a legend. He wants to say, one for Stewie says, it's Christmas Day, 20 years ago, it's a great question, and you can summon either the lovely Rachel Stevens, who we've featured on this show once before when you're trying to distract me from sobbing in the corner, or Duncan Ferguson to spend the day with. Who are you choosing? Oh, so that's 
2003, isn't it? Was that around the right sort of time for those those two individuals? It might be well, a little bit that's peak, really peak Rachel Stevens. Is it? That was let me that tell was you. Stevens. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the year <laughs> I started university. Uh, I'd just met my wife in the September. Um, for that Christmas, that very Christmas, she bought me a Rachel Stevens calendar. Wow, she's a keeper. Uh, exactly. Turned out she was. Yeah. Uh, didn't just put the didn't just hung it up like any normal calendar. I got all 12 months, separated them all and put them up as posters. Wow. I think, uh, my future wife thought that was maybe taking it a little bit too far. <laughs> so um I think Rachel Stevens has to be the answer to that one. Over even Big Dunk. Yeah, even over Big Dunk. I've met Big Dunk recently, haven't I? When he when yeah. he came to Portman Road as Forest Green. So I think of that time as a as an 18-year-old. Uh, Rachel Stevens, got to be fair enough, right? Then, another question which is aimed this one is directly for Alex. And I'm assuming it's another one of your friends, AJ calls himself AJ47 Connor. He says, What's what is Alex's favorite soup? And I'm hoping there's a tail attached to this. No tail, just oh. again, a random one of my friends just going for um, a random question which I've already answered in private. In the build-up to this one, I saw this one get answered. Favorite soup, interesting one. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> two, 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 two answers with this. You can't beat a good tomato soup, can you? If it's cold, if it's grim, you can't beat a good tomato soup with some toast, mm. cheese on toast. I also love a chicken noodle soup. Get some veg in there. Get some noodles. Bit of chicken. Nice bit of salt. Lovely. Solid. You make a good Solid. soup actually with, with Christmas leftovers, can't you? Exactly. Um, Ian Wallbank has asked three questions, which is a bit greedy, Ian, but I'll allow it because you've got a wonderful, if you don't mind me saying, diehard themed advent calendar with uh, with Hans Gruber falling to his death, the true meaning of Christmas. Um, he asked, what is our favourite question we've ever, ever had in Mailbag? I can't think of just one, um, boys. We've had thousands of questions probably every year in, in Mailbag. I don't know if um, any of you got that. While you think about that, though, there's one just for Ross. What day do the Kings do their Christmas shopping? He says it's nailed on that Roscoe does his shopping on Christmas Eve. Is that right, Ross? Uh, yes and no. I'm very lazy and I'm probably not thoughtful enough, but I do give <laughs> a lot of people just money. So I just go to the cash point and go, yeah, that, that'll do for you, that'll do for you, that'll do for you. So maybe that's what I'll be doing on Christmas Eve, you know, doing a final little bit of... You know, Going to an ATM. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Getting some money out and putting it yeah. in little envelopes. Nothing, nothing says Christmas quite like the transfer of cold hard cash between bank yeah. accounts, does it? Um, and the, the final question, <clears throat> and I'll ask this for, for you boys, for the rest of your life, you can only have Christmas food or drink at Christmas, but not both. Which are you choosing? I mean, that's, that is a big call. Um, as probably the most close to alcoholic in this group, um, I'd, I'd, I'd find that tough between, between the booze and the food. I must be honest. Um, Stu, what, what about you? Oh, it's a no brainer for me. Food. Food. Yeah, yeah. is it because obviously there's a lot of food you only really eat at Christmas. And I can't think of any specific other than something like Bailey's or sherry, maybe port, um, depending on your your cultural standing. Um, that you kind of drink at Christmas. There's not a lot of Christmas only drinks. Are there, AJ? Am I missing some? The rest of it you just drink all year Egg round. Nog. Oh, yeah, oh that. no, I don't know. Something like Buck's Fizz, something mold wine, sure. Mold wine, yeah. Mold wine's a good one, Stu. That's that's good stuff, to be fair. But I'm not taking that over over pigs in blankets or uh, sausage rolls. What are you gonna What are you gonna have to eat on Christmas Day if if the Christmas dinner is off the cards? Curry. I just have 
<laughs> turkey curry. Um, yeah. I probably, I mean, if Christmas dinner's off the cards, Christmas day, I'm probably having, probably having a steak, mate. Maybe, maybe whip up a pizza, roast beef and Yorkshire pudding, which of course is the only meal you should be having Yorkshire pudding with. <laughs> um, we won't, we won't get into that one. Um, so I think, I think we all think food. I, I can't think that there's enough in the drinking section that I would, I would miss compared to the food. So there we go. That's that one. Uh, Robert, uh, we do actually have some football questions, friends. Um, do you want to take any football questions, given that it's a Christmas show? Stewie, I'll let you decide that. Uh, you're you're the host with the most. I'll let you guide this good ship however you see fit. Okay. Well, let's take let's take a couple of football questions, just because it is an Ipswich Town podcast. Um, AJ, Dale Ellis wants to know, happy Christmas, Dale. Are we too reliant on Hurst? If injury strikes and Hurst out for a period, can McKenna make this team operate as well as it currently does with Ladapo, Scarlett or Jackson leading the line? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, to be fair, Kieran McKenna can make anything work, uh, to be honest. Christmas miracles, you don't need any of those. I, I think you could pretty much bring most players in and, and make that kind of system work. Um I wouldn't be surprised if Town go down the route of trying to get someone else in January. We'll have to wait and see in that kind of position. Um, that being said, yeah, I, I do agree that you lose George Hurst out of this team. It's huge. You look what he did against Norwich, even in a game where, um, I mean, he got an assist, didn't maybe threaten as much, but with his role where he drops deep and he battles and he fights, scraps, runs, he just does a bit of everything. So hard to replace, but I'd trust Kieran McKenna to make it work. What are you saying to that, Stu? I think it would be a <clears throat> fairly significant downgrade on the team without George Hurst in it at the tip of that attack. Um, can you see any of those players that have just been mentioned winning the type of headed knockdowns that George Hurst has done for a couple of goals recently? Not so sure. I think that's probably top of the shopping list come January is to get another striker into uh, <clears throat> to compete with Hurst and tap him when he's when he's emptied the tank later on and in games, um, wouldn't be surprised if Freddie Ladapo uh, is, is sold in January to uh, to free up a bit of space for something like that. Okay, right then, let's move on to a non-football question. And I have a feeling that of all the questions we've been asked, this one from Jimbo may have the most underwhelming, disappointing answer for, for Jimbo. Because he says, can we have a day in the life of a king? <clears throat> How a normal working day goes for you boys. I've always been curious. Um, I think this is going to expose certainly my sad little life. Um, <laughs> I don't know, don't know about you boys, but um, I, I don't really, ex I don't really know what Jim is expecting our, our working day looks like. But generally speaking, Jim, I roll out of bed, I go downstairs, feed the dog, have a coffee, put something eggy on a plate, trudge back upstairs, log on, don't even bother having a shower, start reading emails, start checking Google. Speak to the boys normally about 9am via this virtual chat room. Um, decide what we're doing. Then we just crack on. Sometimes I don't even have a shower till about 4pm, depending if I've, uh, if I've gone to the gym or not. That's pretty much it. That's my life. Um, very sad and not at all exciting. Merry Christmas. Stu, um, any, any advance, any excitement advance on that, boys? All in our little spare bedrooms <laughs> at this time of year, not seeing any other human beings in the flesh. Yeah. Not seeing any natural daylight. It's <laughs> slightly stir crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose I've got a bit more routine with uh, 
it's a bit chaotic first thing in the morning getting mm. getting my daughter ready for school um i try and get up early and go to the gym before all of that I'm, i try and do that nice and early if i can so I get up at six big bit to the gym and back in time to sort out the school run and then log on to speak to you boys at nine o'clock and then much the same as the depressing little <laughs> scenario that you've outlined there sometimes a little treat i just go downstairs and get myself like a little chocolate especially around christmas just pluck a little chocolate for myself a little, little cherry liqueur to brighten my day and genuinely that probably would be the highlight of my day at this time of year um aj rossi please tell me you've got more excitement in your lives than sad old heath uh my morning involves probably more coffees i'd say um yeah, I remember we had a chat a while back and you said, I don't know how you survived this because when I was 23, I hardly slept and I was tired all the time. I was mm. like, oh, yeah, so so am I. I just use caffeine to get through it. Um, not really much of an advance on that, to be honest. Just, yeah. Um, back where, uh, well, well, especially during my uni days, it would more be Red Bull. Uh, didn't have the coffee machine like I have here. So it'd just be trying to get through on that. But now I am uh, KOA King Royalty. I can uh, move over to the coffee machine, put a pod in, and do that like once every hour for most of the day. What you drink? No, it's a little bit dramatic. But... <laughs> well, about... I'm... I'm worried Depends. about your heart if that's the case, and also your digestive system. Um, Rossi, <laughs> yeah, Rossi, what what's the highlight of your day on a daily basis? Oh, do you know what? And it's it's a it's a bad thing. I do go that... to my. I got a bakery around the corner, and I sometimes oh. go to the bakery. Oh yeah. Get fresh like treats and stuff and i'm also a bit lazy I, they also make sandwiches and i oh, sometimes do watch. that i sometimes oh, do that yeah they, they just make sandwiches for me so so i sometimes treat myself i don't do that every day but i do that occasionally yeah. a few days of course um go for nice little walks and go for i do run a little bit as well but when i'm inside i normally put something on the telly put some tunes on rihanna of course um and then just yeah just crack on with the day ahead that's a little hangover from your time in the office where you were basically um, weaned onto sandwiches every day, weren't you, by the, the pusher man who came in with the sandwiches. He used to give you free sarnies to get you hooked. Yeah. And then he'd, he'd hike the price and you couldn't get enough. Um, so you're still, you're still funding that sandwich obsession. Um, <clears throat> right then, we have friends, predictably, and I'm quite happy to see it, been asked about Yorkshire puddings with Christmas dinner. Steve Smith and uh, who's the other one? Simon Blowers, but I can't tackle this again, boys, because I've talked about it every year and it gets me irrationally angry. Um, and no one agrees with me either. So uh I, I can't continue to scream into the abyss about how wrong it is to have Yorkshire puddings with your Christmas dinner. I mean, ultimately, it's Christmas, there are no rules, do what you want. Um, but if you have if you have Yorkshire puddings with Christmas dinner, you you are appalling. Um <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Still stay tuned because yeah. I love you, yeah. just just to dot the i's and cross the t's. Alex, are you Yorkshire's in in or out on Christmas um, Day? Generally out, but I'll just do whatever. Yes, I give them, to be perfectly honest. That's because AJ's been brought up properly. That's why. Um, <laughs> Kieran Newbury, um, who is is Ross's long range, long distance Welsh driver now, says I've seen a series of videos on TikTok showcasing some of the worst items of tap being sold as gifts by all the clubs in the 92. So he wants to know what is the worst Christmas gift you've ever received and why he wants to take this one. I'm sure we've all got dreadful Christmas <clears throat> gifts. I, I just want to appreciate that the way you said TikTok then is definitely the way that um, 
perhaps you know slightly the older generation that's that doesn't have TikTok would say, yeah. oh, just mean something on that old TikTok. <laughs> um, say it with. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a terrible Christmas present, Stu, that you can share with us? Uh, <clears throat> my nan Grace, bless her, uh, is the is the queen of of giving um, slightly tatty Christmas presents. Uh, you you will say something um, sort of a throwaway line in in February March time about something like you'll hear once I I said I heard the uh, uh, what's it called I I don't love cricket I like I don't like cricket I love it what's that song called it might just be called that anyway I heard that on the radio and was just like oh, I quite like this she then then bought me a reggae compilation CD for Christmas yes. right nine months later which you know I like I like like reggae music that's fine but it's yes yeah, it's thoughtful there was another time where i said I'd, I'd heard something that fish were meant to be quite relaxing and then i got a plastic fish tank with like fake plastic fish that kind of i think it was like battery operated and they kind of swam around in inside <laughs> oh, as well that's um, nice so yeah i suppose I it's, gonna... it's still very thoughtful isn't it i thought you were gonna say she bought you the famous dixie then not Dixie, your, no. Your aged goldfish who broke all sorts of records. Um, Rossi, have you ever had a, a dreadful Christmas present you can share with the group? Uh, not really top of my head. I think, you know what? I'm, I'm aged now. I'm, I'm happy with socks. Like, if you get me socks, I don't mind. You know, I know. Steady on, granddad. I mean, I know you're, you're hitting 30 soon, but you are in danger. Of... I want practical things. That's what I okay. ask for now. I think one year I asked for, like, you know, some saucepans because like, I need some saucepans to make things. So like, give me some saucepans. But one thing I don't like, I think it's, I think chocolate can be a bit of a, you know, I know I don't like chocolate, but that's a mm. bit of an easy present really, isn't it? I mean, when I used to be a kid, you used to get those, you know, what, what they called. Chocolate. Oh, like the big um, stockings full of chocolate, like the multi Selection box. Selection, Selection box. Yeah. So like, I used to get them for like, it's like, right, is that my present, is it? What, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, any any time of year you can get that. But um but yeah, nothing that really top of mind. I think I I've got pretty much what I wanted to an extent, I think. I don't think there's anything bad. So if, if it was, I just forgot about it quickly and that just got chucked chucked away. I have one particular relation who is a master of the twee, the chintz, the tat, uh, in terms of gifts. And we've had various things from her over the years. But I think that the thing that I take most umbrage with is um, something usually kind of in silver uh, with like a, a quote written on it, like move over coffee. This is a job for Prosecco or um, this house runs on on love and caffeine, that kind of thing, which I find abhorrent. Um and I, I can't, I can't have in the house. I know there's a big market in it. You write something on a bit of driftwood, put it on eBay for nine ninety nine. You're laughing, but it's not live, for me. laugh, love. Exactly, yeah, all that kind of nonsense. Um, not, not one for me. And uh, it seems to have gone exponentially upwards since we got a dog, because there are a lot of them out there about having a dog. Um, so there, there are things we have to keep because they're from family, and we get them out when we know they're coming round and put them up um that's it yeah it's just it's one of those necessary things you do isn't it to keep your family happy aj what about you what about the, the worst christmas gift you've ever got oh this was so easy when i saw this question get sent in right it's about um 
five, six years ago, ex-girlfriend, didn't really get a great deal uh, Christmas-wise. One of the things I got was one of these Costa coffee cups, you know, the ones that you can go and see, you don't have to have one of the um, the plastic ones. So it's a recyclable, yeah, um, just a reusable coffee cup. Fine, uh, not great. And with that, at the bottom, the, the hook on this is that there's a little chip and you can go on the website and top it up and um yeah put your money into it so you can pay contactless with your coffee cup which was really strange um didn't really get the point of it at the time uh made even worse of the fact that the company who did the chips where you could top up your money went bust about four months after i got it oh that's a shame they would have made big money off you if you're drinking 10 coffees a day yeah but i wouldn't be going oh how, how do you want to pay do you want to do cash or card i'd like to pay with my coffee cup and then just scan it yeah Think... uh, a little bit of a weird system um that that has to be up there if not definitely the one i'd say friends um i want another question from one of us um and i want the question from stewie and now stewie had forgotten that he needed to do this before before the uh the show so but he is obviously a professional adept at thinking on his feet coming up with questions have you got a question for us Stu, before we we dive into a strike by way of breaking things up i am thinking on my feet here um mm. And I hadn't pre-prepared Alex for this. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go towards Alex because I feel like as the newest member of our yeah, team, we're, we're still I'm getting excited. to know Alex a little yeah. bit more. And so are our listeners. Oh, no. I know where this is going. <laughs> would, you prefer, would you prefer I didn't, Alex? You can't. No, go on. You can. I've just realised that Mark doesn't know this either. And the funny it's thing Christmas. is, when, when Mark said, I want you all to come up with a question, I yeah. knew at this point, that Stu was going to do this. I I had this in my head last night. He was going to do this, and I knew he was going to do it. So, Stu, go on. Do it. Our journey to Rotherham first time around wasn't a complete waste of time when the game got called off because we got to learn a little bit about Alex on the journey, didn't we, Ross? And uh, we discovered that Alex was, um, was very good, very talented at two things growing up. Um, which of those were you best at, Alex? Please share them with the listeners. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, oh boy. Right. So, yes, I grew up in the Netherlands. Um, you did? Oh, dear. And uh, back then, so they, they like their winter sports a lot. Um, I did skiing for a little bit. Wasn't very good. Wanted to go do speed skating. I was told I wasn't um, old enough. I The reason that actually I'm told that I remember this is because I asked about it last night in preparation for Stu asking me this today. Um <laughs> So I didn't go and do speed skating because I wasn't old enough. So instead, I went to do figure skating, like actual ice figure skating. And I did this at a competitive level, almost at a national level, for maybe the best part of about five years. Um, yeah, so that's the first one. The second one is that, yeah, I was in a, a choir as a chorister for <laughs> both in Holland. Mark, Mark's loving this already, dear God. Um, I was in the, yeah, I was in... Um, Acquire as a chorister first in Holland, and it was actually what took me back to England uh, and to Cambridge. I came to sing at a choir as one of the the colleges as a, a young chorister. Joined the school just down the road and did that for a few years. What was I better at? Um, I don't know. I have some trophies for skating. I don't have any for being a chorister, so I'll go with the skating. My flabber, my Christmas flabber, is gasted, and I have so many questions. Sorry, Stu, you're going to jump in. Was it full on Blades of Glory? Is it like you a... asked? You know the answer to this. It I was know, full on Blades of Glory. Going. It was. Um... Were you wearing sequins? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So oh. um, competitive, bitches, bitches. I tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll dig some out for that desperate. I'm sure that I'll be able to find some when we finish this. But I, I did two kind of set routines. One of them was as uh, Kermit the Frog when I must have been like five, maybe, um, with a Kermit the Frog costume. Uh, and the other one, do you know the song Zorba the Greek? Do you know the... Da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the second one I did um, up until probably about the age of eight. Uh, and then what, stop doing that, yeah. What were, what were the big moves? Did you pull out like a triple salvo, whatever they called? Could you do one of them? You could do one I don't know, I was eight. You just I just spin did around and... Yeah, basically. I don't really remember what they were too much. This would have been about 15 years ago. But, did you ever um, dance to Bolero? Torvalindin? No, no. I got that one quite a lot from my family because we used to watch uh, Dancing on Ice quite a lot, especially when I was in Holland. But, oh, uh, we need to revive this. Can you still skate? Uh, not like that, I can't. I can go forwards and backwards, but that's probably about it. We need to get you on one of these. I think we've got our new singer of the mailbag jingle. Oh, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you kept that quiet, didn't you, AJ? So yeah. uh, now we need to move on to the choir thing. Um, the voice of an angel. The voice of an angel. And you, you did that to a high level. Uh, what what Were you like an alto? Were you a, a baritone? No, what were you? a kid. It's just because my voice sounds really deep. No, you got to bear in mind, this is way before my voice broke. Very, yeah. very high little squeaky uh soprano you know four foot eight boy basically so once your um, voice is broken is that it are you useless in the choir then? no you can kind of hope for the best and train it but i was crap so it was kind of the end of that um but it worked quite well because you've got alec jones who managed to carry it on unfortunately alex jones could not um ah. but uh, smoothly I, as I said, I, I had this all prepared because I knew what Stu was going to do. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because Stu didn't even know what he was going to do with this. Um, yeah, so that's, that works quite well. It's kind of also coming with a bit of a Christmas theme with skating and with um, singing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you still sing now, AJ? Do you bang oh, out good Lord, over Christmas? No. no, absolutely not. Give us a little blast of walking in the air, talking of Alan Jones, maybe. I tried to sing that. I tried to sing that as a kid and I couldn't really get it. I think I kept laughing or something like that. <laughs> I never managed to do it. And then my voice broke. So yeah, it didn't really work. <laughs> Stu, I'd just like to say you played an absolute blinder there, old friend. I, you, you'd forgotten about the question, you just pulled one out of the proverbial. And it's one of the best questions that has ever been asked uh, and also has led to one of the best answers we've ever had on any show. And it's also the perfect, the perfect one for a Christmas Day show. Well played all round, friends. Well played. Um, Rossi, you've prepared what sounds to me like a worryingly long quiz. Um, so I'm hoping we can zoom through it. Yeah, if you, answer, if you answer it quickly, then we should be able to zoom through it. Do you want um, to take it away? Yes, I'm going to play the strike jingle because I think that's what's needed as I put the jacket on. Mm -hmm. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Strike! Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ross! Always love it. <laughs> just ends. It just ends. <laughs> But always good to hear Hutchie. Even when he's not here, he's exactly. here with exactly. us. 
Um, hope he has, I hope he's having a good Christmas as well. His first Christmas is not a kick anymore. I don't care. I think he's having, <laughs> having a dreadful time. <laughs> Fair play. Um, we've got 12 questions. That sounds a lot, but we'll zoom uh, through this. Fly at does, home. does sound a lot. Yep. But it's basically set up for 2023 as a whole, from January to December. 12 days of Christmas is another little theme. Uh, so Alex may struggle for the first six months, but then you should be all right for the next six months. But um, let's get right into it. A lot of it is just guessing game, Alex. So don't worry, don't worry, my friend. Question one, though, is on Freddie Dadapo. Who? <laughs> Freddie Dadapo. Freddie Dadapo. <laughs> Big Fred. I hope Big there's Fred. no questions on Vaz in this. <laughs> yeah. There isn't. There isn't. Uh, but yeah, Big Fred scored a quick goal against Morecambe in the 4 0 win at Portland Road in January. But what second did he score in? Was it 52nd, 55th, or 58th second? So it was a, a quick start oh, no. of that game. I think he scored a brace that game, actually. Yeah, Am I, are we writing this? Are we, are we writing this down? Writing okay. this down. Oh, okay. So uh, 52nd, 55th or 58th second to make it 1-0 to town. Pull out home, ladies and gentlemen. No idea. 55. 55. 58, if he's gone for. And the correct answer is 55. Uh. So Jay and Stu get the point. If someone can... What out of you three sort of note down the scores? Um, I'll forget. Yeah, the, the quiz master shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> nah, that, definitely not. Definitely Who, not. Is, has someone done it or should I? You do it, nah. AJ. Go oh, on. God, You'll be best okay. at it. Okay. Okay. Question two is on Nathan Broadhead. He scored his first town goal in the draw against Sheffield Wednesday. Of course, he signed in January. Um, now, what is his middle name? Is it Gary, Mark, or Paul? I feel like we've done this before, but I can't remember it. Uh, we've definitely done middle names before, but not yeah. Nathan Broadhead. With another one. Oh, Mark's such a strong name. Um, strong name. Uh, all right, I'm going with this. Go for it. Nathan Broadhead. What signing is turned out to be? 2023 has been a good year for, for Broadie. Could have been the, the Derby Day hero, but no. Uh, what, what do you reckon then, boys? Uh, I've gone. I can't see, can you see that? Paul. Paul. I've also got Paul written down. Ooh. He's a triple correct answer there. Is yeah. Paul. So point each for everybody. Now this is a question where you're going to have to really have a little think. Oh. Massimo Longo scored in the Blues 2-1 win over Shrewsbury in March. But how many days was it from his <laughs> first goal against Carlisle in 2012? Fair play, Ross. You've managed to ruin Christmas. Um, <laughs> Christmas isn't for isn't for maths, Ross. Um, oh man, you're not giving us options. No. It's just just straight out days. Just days. Just just just, just chuck a number out there. Just chuck a number. Just chuck um, a number. I'll say. Um, just want to chuck it out there rather than write it down. Yeah, just chuck. Yeah, just chuck it. You don't have to. Don't need to write this one down if you don't want to. I'll say four thousand. Four thousand, like that. Uh, I'll go. Three thousand six hundred and fifty. I think he's done me there. It's roughly ten years, isn't it? So that's mm. four and a half thousand. Three thousand eight hundred and fifty-four days. What was that? So spot on. <laughs> Who was closest um, though? I said four. What did Alex say? Three six, three, six fifty. 
So said. Alex is probably closest. Alex is he? Does get the point. Does get the point. There we go. Question four. Get right in that. How many goals did Town score in eight games in April? Obviously, that was the the run where Town finally got promoted. Of course, included the Exeter six nil. Um there's, there's six goals for you. Um, but yeah, of course, that was a what a month that was to cover this football club. In it's, April. Right, it's pretty been a pretty decent year overall. Yeah, been pretty decent. Yeah. Because uh, you, if you get a bang on, you get double the points. So um, this is an opportunity to get back in here, to get a bang on, boys. Eight games. How many goals? Just trying okay. to remember those games. I'm going. I'm going big. Ooh. Oh, is that too big though? Uh, I don't know if I say something bad there, but I saw myself. Classic, classic. Um, I'm going to go. I was originally going to go bigger than this, but I've brought it back. I've gone with 18. What was your original one? What was your original? I'm going to go mid 20s. Okay. Okay, Stu, AJ, what do you reckon? I had to think about 21, but I went 20. 20. Mm. You muted Stewie. How many games did they play in April? So was there was eight. The troll eight games? Oh, yeah. Under- Undercooked this then. Eight get they played eight times. Yeah. Uh I should have gone way bigger thinking about it. I don't know what I'm, I don't want to do it. Was the Charlton game in there as well? We beat them about five, didn't they? Charlton got a hat trick. That's it. That takes us to eleven already, plus Derby, Bolton. Were they all around that time? Yeah. Uh what for what's ever twenty <laughs> 25. 27 is the correct uh, So Stu gets the point. There we go. But eight games, because I think we had the rearranged Barnsley game, because that was supposed to be in March, but obviously that got thingy. But yeah, eight games were played. Question five is on Harry Clark. Of course, he got sent off on the final day against Fleetwood. What shirt number was Harry Clark given when he signed for town in January? Was it 26, 34 or 37? Of course, he's now... Got the number two shirt? Yeah, he's got the number two shirt. Um, but yeah, what number was he given when he first signed for the club? <sighs> 26, 34, 37. Of course, the squad numbers, fans out there, they're shouting at us now. They know this. I don't remember. 34. 34, 34. I've got 37. It's 34. Oh, so Stu and AJ gets the point. Question having six. A, having a mare. It's fine. It's fine. You've got, you got six more questions to go. Jack Taylor was born in what part of London? Of course, he signed for the club in June. Is it <laughs> Hammersmith, Hendon or Hornchurch? Jack Taylor. Ooh. He's got a good second half of the season, I think, Jack Taylor. I think he's had a good start to his town career so far. A bit of a, you know, come off the bench, scored some screamers. But I think he's going to be a, a key player. Probably in January, he's going to be important, isn't he? He is. Right I've gone. Him. I've gone. Hendon. Hammersmith. Hendon. And the correct answer is Hammersmith. Stu uh, gets the point. There we go. Complete guess. There we go. Question seven. Now, AJ, you're now in the room. Now you're here. You've done well so far, but now you you should have the the advantage now of knowing these. Um, how many goals did Town score in ten preseason games? Of course, Innsbruck Cup winners. Um, of course, we, we also lost two games against Cambridge and Stevenage, didn't we? Um, beat Preston. 
You didn't have um, to ruin Christmas again by mentioning sorry. the Cambridge and Stevenage games. Yeah. Beat Felix, though. Uh, Just uh, beat Maidenhead. Beat Leipzig. Ten games. Is it, is it bad that I can't remember? That that like far back, I can't really remember the scores. Season it pre-season, it's just all about you know fitness and all that. Uh, Training okay. games. Okay, I'm. Yeah, all right. Of course, if you get it bang on, you get double the points. So ten games. How many I goals? I think I've done the maths. Oh, right. I actually worked it out. Okay. Uh, Twenty-four. I went, oh, I was going to go twenty, like my previous answer. I've gone twenty-three. I can't remember them being especially prolific in preseason. Felix Stowe first game. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was six 0 I think something like that. They actually only scored nineteen goals. Oh, goals. AJ. So AJ gets the point. What are the scores at the moment, AJ? Because I feel like I may as well go and pour myself a, a stiff drink. Uh, you are still on two. Stu has four and I have five. Oh, uh, here we go then. All to, all to play for. I've got different scores down here. Ooh. Oh, God. I've only got Mark on one point. I've oh. got Alex on four and me on five. So I don't know Ooh. what's... Oh, here we well, go. I've this... got that right, at least. I this thought is... I had Stu going up on... This is Christmas in a nutshell, isn't it? People arguing over the scores of yeah. point, pointless <laughs> games. Here we go. <laughs> With um, someone who's at least one, two points behind. If well, here's, what, here's what we should do, because right, I'm completely out of the running. So uh, take me out of it. But we've then... agreed that, yeah, I'm on five and she's on four, I guess. It's kind of... Well, Stu said he thinks he's on five. Well, I might have got the maths wrong, but I've just been adding a point as I've gone along. Why don't we just start on zero? I'll, I'm not in it. And it, okay. it's, it's a sprint to the finish, boys. It's exciting. Okay. Question eight is on Greg Lee. Of course, he departed town to join Oxford United after making how many appearances for the Blues? Of course, he left in August. You have to get it. Um, if you get it bang on, you get double the points. Quite a lot of substitution appearances. Including sub appearances. Yeah. Can someone help me out a little bit here and remind me when he joins? One season. Just had one season. Basically. Okay, one season. He did make uh, one appearance this year. He played in the Bristol Rovers get Cup game. So he did, God, he did that was play once. Such a memorable evening. Yeah, um, bloody good player, Greg Lee. I like Greg Lee because the uh, the uh, game got postponed because of his call up, but then didn't actually get called up. That was um, classic, wasn't it? The shithousery post game there, yeah. Me celebrated. So, how many games you reckon, boys? 20. So, oh, we... uh, Lily said it. <laughs> Lily said it. Oh, okay, right. No, uh... no, tell me your answers. Tell me your answers. Oh, okay. I've gone, I went 37. 37. Well, I was thinking starts and subs. I thought, yeah, I'm okay. quite high, but I now know that I'm wrong because I heard <laughs> the T word. Gone lower. He didn't play that many because he got injured and then. Yeah, broke 23. No one's got a bang on, but Stu is the closest. It's 22. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, AJ, AJ, you're going to be so good at the second half of this quiz. <laughs> oh, will do. Because question nine is on Cameron Burgess. Um, Unless it's Don Ball, I'm not going to be any good. Yeah. Right, I'm I'm keeping score now. Okay. Being as I'm, I'm out of contention, it's now officially one nil to Watson since we okay. we started again after that Christmas spat. Okay. So uh, Cameron Burgess' uh, family immigrated from Scotland to which city in Australia? Was it Adelaide, Melbourne, or Perth? 
at a young age, his family emigrated from Scotland to which city in Australia? Hello, hello, by the way, to all our listeners yes. over in Australia and viewers. We know we've got a big KOA army out there. And one day we'll go over and do a KOA live. I'm assuming um, NewsQuest will have no problem funding that. Yeah. And probably a, a several several city tour. Yeah. Um, so I hope you're having a great day, sitting on the beach, eating your turkey. Isn't it summer over there now? Like, when, like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They go to the beach, don't they, the old Aussies? Love that. Uh, over Christmas. I'm not sure I'd like that, but I like the beach. I have a Although weird it's... feeling I remember this answer. Okay. All right, take it away then, boys. What do you reckon? I don't know. I remember it was either his mum or dad went over there to work in the oil industry because I have interviewed him about it, but I don't know where I've gone. I remember this because Perth, as in, it was quite funny, Perth, Scotland and Perth, Australia, so I thought yeah. that was quite memorable. That's why I thought it was Perth. And you're, you're both correct. It oh. is Perth. Okay. So a point each for the boys. Question 10 is on Kira McKenna, and he broke a 66-year club record in the win over Plymouth, reaching 50 league wins the quickest. But how many games was it? Was it 78, 82 or 84? So um, beating Sir Alf Ramsey's, of course, record of getting the wins the quickest, which was uh, very impressive indeed. Of course, that win against Plymouth, was it 3-2? Was it a 3-2 win? Barley Mumba scoring yeah. their own goal, obviously. What do you reckon then, boys? 78... 82 or 84. Take it away. Oh, I thought he was ready. <laughs> Middle for diddle, 82. 78. And the correct answer is 82. Oh, well, that's me screwed. Good point. I never know. The next two questions, you have to get it bang on. So, and it's on Sam Morsey. And he made his 100th appearance in the draw with Birmingham. But how many yellow cards has he been shown in 108 games so far? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I feel bad for Sam, though. I'm like sort of just going, yeah, Sam is, is proven he's been given a yellow card a lot. So how many in 108 games? But, um, but if you get a bang on, AJ, you get double the points, my friend. Oh, double the points? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know. 108 games, one one every whatever game, maybe. I don't know. And hopefully, he has a, a good period. Or will he just get sent off against Leeds so he can have Boxing Day off? What do you reckon? <laughs> it's a game. But some players do that, don't they? If they, they just, if they like, they know, ah, I don't want to. There, are, little, there are a few thoughts about, I don't know if you guys have seen this at Rotherham. Daniel Ayala got two stupid yellow cards. It was like on his first start, it was a couple of weeks ago. He came back for the game that they played on Saturday and he got two stupid yellow cards again to get, to get sent off. I think he's just getting back and forth to Spain. <laughs> Is it Kevin Nolan, I think, who missed about five Christmases in a row or something ridiculous through suspensions? That certainly became a thing. I don't think Sam Morsey's going to be gagging to uh, to miss a top-of-the-table clash no. with, with Leicester City somehow. No. Um, right. One in oh. five, roughly. I've gone 26. 26 v 25. Wow. It's actually... No one's got a bang on. It's 39. He's had 39. Oh, 39. Another point for Watson. Another point for Watson. Well, I think that means it's over now. <laughs> it's Stuart 4, Alex 1. Watson's got every single question. Has won every single question since we started again. Wow. He's in so, fine form. This what feels like Project Restart. You know, like yeah. when we all stopped for COVID and then teams came back and were rubbish, like Sheffield United. I feel like I'm Sheffield United. 
Oh, well, um, we're going to find a question fair. anyway. Yeah. We're going to find a question. And he's on Connor Chaplin, of course, the man who's been scoring the goals this year. How many goals has Connor Chaplin scored in 2023? So far, as of this recording, obviously, um, this is Christmas Day, so this is not included um, of the Leeds game. Um, hopefully, he does score in that game. But how many goals has he scored in 2023? Obviously, he's... Uh, Broken loads of different records. I think he's now in the top 10 all-time Mitchell's Town goal scorers, I think now. Something like that. Or top 25. No, tw- top, top 25, sorry. Top 25 goal scorers. <laughs> Stu's really having a little think here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching the video, he's like on a really walk. Stu is actually going back and counting Holt. out every single game. Well, I'm just trying yeah. to roughly work it out. I've gone 26. Same as I answered last time. 28. Oh, no one's got it bang on, but it is 25. Let's do. So she wins again. He wins? 5-1. Five, one. Five, wow. One. So even if there was a dispute over the, the initial score, Watson's absolutely romped a victory there overall. Yeah. Um, Stu, you are the, the Christmas strike champion, 2023. Have you got any words for your adoring public? Um, thank you to Barry Cutter. <laughs> of the strike. You also won the you also won the quiz on the live pods, Stu. So you're actually in something of a tear when it comes to the quizzes at the moment. It's called you Father Quizmas. Yeah, quizzy <laughs> rascal. <laughs> Ross, have you got any final words before we get back on with mailbag? No, thanks for um, taking part, boys. Um, I hope everyone at home took part as well and uh, maybe got got your family round and were taking part as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, it's a family yeah, tradition. Yeah, family tradition. Do the strike. But let's yeah, let's get back into the uh, mailbag. Let's dip into it, boy. <laughs> you gave it the big beans, and then you weren't sure. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go this way. Let's go on from Maddie Reader. She says, "Favorite Christmas film." I won't accept Die Hard as an answer, which is an outrage, Maddie, because Die Hard is the Christmas film. Um, and that would definitely be my answer. I, that is something I do every Christmas when I'm wrapping my presents. I watch Die Hard and I drink probably too much whiskey when I'm doing so. Uh, but it makes me think my wrapping is better. Um, Rossi, what's your favourite Christmas film? I do like Home Alone. The first classic, two. Classic, the rest, yeah. The rest are <laughs> not great, are they? When they, they? when they got rid of, you know, Macaulay Culkin and stuff, you know, when they, got, they did the remakes. I think they did one last year. And I, well, I think did when they? You, yeah, they did. I think it's like seven or eight now, which is what? just nonsense. Yeah, but no, the first two classics. Home Alone's a good one, Stewie. I was going to say Home Alone as well, but I'll say Elf. A That's another classic. classic. Do you um, are you able to introduce Aya to any of these classic Christmas films, or are there Christmas films that she enjoys that you you watch? Uh, we watched Home Alone together for the first time this year, so that was that was. Did nice. she like yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that is, bit, loves a bit of slapstick in there. Absolutely, and that's that is ultimate slapstick. AJ, uh, I've got kind of two different variations of the same story. I think one you'll like, one you won't. I love Muppets Christmas Carol. That's Kermit. Yeah, the that's solid. Yeah. That is solid. To be fair, okay, that was the one I didn't think you'd like. The one I thought you would like is the I other assume, variation. I assume you're ice skating in your outfit whilst watching. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I have it on a big screen. Um, the other one. Which I feel like I I just have this idea. This is your dream film, Scrooged. Ah, oh, you're all right, mate. That's up there. I love <laughs> yeah. I love I love Bill Murray. 
Yeah. Um, so that was had, that's my second one. If I've had my fill of Die Hard, I do actually flip to Scrooge. Scrooge, excuse me. That's a that is a great. It's also a classic '80s Christmas movie, isn't it? The other one I throw in to my particular mix would be Bad Santa, because shit happens when you party naked. That's excellent. Um, so yeah, good question, Maddie. Although ruling out Die Hard's nonsense because that is clearly a Christmas film. Uh, and right up there with the best ever Christmas films. Uh, what should we do now? Uh, Alex, ITFC Jenks wants to know, what was the hardest question in your EADT interview? Now, clearly, this was a very, very serious, high-level interview <laughs> that we carried out. Stu and I turned up, dressed to the nines. We sat you down at Tim Hortons <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and really, really drilled down into the nitty-gritty um can you can you even remember any of the questions we asked you um i remember it was split into two bits which is basically here's all the stuff that we have to ask you and here's yeah. all the fun stuff we want to ask you the stuff you had to ask i don't remember any of it i remember it being like you know when you go and prepare for an interview now like the set interview questions things like that it wasn't anything as bad as like where do you see yourself in five years or something like that and i was quite happy um the bits i do remember after that it just was quite a nice little chat um i think my favorite line that i remember was you're about to finish off and you, you turned to Stu and you said you got any questions from Stu?" and Stu went have you got any war stories from millwall oh yeah um, yeah that was an interesting job uh both at the paper and uh covering the club in a variety of different ways so we sat down had a little chat about my experiences of uh covering the most notorious club in england um that that's what I remember the most. Steps of actually hard questions. Yeah, I don't know. I, I that was the most memorable though. Yeah, I remember actually when you, when she asked that question, you kind of leaned back and went, "Oh yeah." Yeah. You kind of really like yeah. Sit back, boys. I felt like them. a kind of like a gather round, children. I have some stories. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right then, here's another question from our old friend Peter. Do as moving. He wanted to say something. <laughs> Oh, the, mo the moment's gone. It's fine. I was going to say, and then we asked Alex if he had any other questions, and he said, no other business. And that sealed, <laughs> and that sealed yeah. the deal. It didn't yeah. happen, but I wish it did. <laughs> our old friend Peter, our Warsaw correspondent, says, happy Christmas to my beloved KOA crew from snowy Poland. I'm going to ask Ross this first because it's um, a musical one. He says, what are your most loved and most despised Christmas tunes? For me, I love I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard, but I cannot stand controversially in my opinion peter all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey rossi i'd imagine being the musical um <laughs> lover that you are do you what do you make of christmas songs as a whole do you have favorite ones and ones you really hate obviously they should only be played from this basically christmas day and that's it um maybe a week before christmas potentially but i think i was hearing them in november which is just what is happening yeah Stupid. Um, I don't mind them. They're a bit of fun, aren't they? Um, I think my favourite, I don't know why, it's because it's, it's a bit of a sad song, actually. You know, Last um, last Christmas from Wham. I, I just, I, for some reason, I always sing that. I don't know why. Um, I think the one I don't like, and it's controversial as well, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of the Band-Aid one, you know, with the... Feed the World. Yeah. You know, just... It's just them, you know, trying to get... You know, they're trying to feed the world, but deep down... I know what you're saying, Ross. Yeah. I know what you're saying. We all know what you're saying. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, I would say... I, I don't know oh. what you're saying, but that's fine. 
<laughs> uh, I would say in terms of my favourite Christmas songs, Mariah Carey would be up there because I was at the peak age for that when that came out, which I think was about 94. Um, and so that is, I'm afraid to say, Peter, right up there for me. The other one that I like the most, I would say, and play the most is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC, which is uh, an incredible, incredible Christmas song. Um, Stewie, how about yourself? Um, I like uh, what's it called? Stop the cavalry. Yes, I like that one. I don't know who that's by. Jaunty Christmas tune. Yeah. Um, doesn't fill the year to say this. I don't love the Pogues. Oh, that is controversial. That is controversial because a lot of people would have that right at the top. Um, I'm fair to middling on that, I would say. AJ, you're uh, you're only about ten. Um, what what Christmas tunes do you like, Mister Blobby? I assume. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some Felice Navidad. That's a good bit. Of fun. Oh, that's classic. Um, yeah. What I don't like, I I, I like the Pogues. It's just the issue is, is that obviously this being. You know, the year with it, it, it's been shoved down our throats a little bit, I feel. Um, so maybe on that one, also going with Ross on the Band-Aid ones. Or... Excellent. Good question, Peter. Um, how about this one from our old friend Bono? Wants to know, pretty mundane question from me. Uh, he says, what's your favourite footballing memory or moment from the Christmas period? I do love the Christmas period. And I couldn't imagine taking a break, which I know many foreign managers have asked for. Merry Christmas from me. Ah, um, Christmas memories around football then, boys. I suppose it's different actually doing this job because covering the sport over Christmas is busy. It's not like you just sat on the sofa watching it with a, with a few mince pies and a, and, a, and a pint of beer, enjoying it. Um, clearly, work over Christmas is busy, a busy time for us. Have you got any favourite kind of Christmas football memories? The one that, when I say favourite, the one that springs out for me, uh, boys, would be um, the day that Lambert signed the uh, the five year extension. That was over Christmas, wasn't it? When was that? New Year's Day. Yeah. So over the Christmas, I remember that being one hell of a shock, uh, and me and Hutchie having to record a uh, unexpected podcast around that, and there being a, a general feeling of disbelief around it. Um, so that's one that sticks out from my working time. Um, in terms of my football watching, loving past, I remember that. Uh, my granddad used to go to Derby County every Boxing Day, um, when obviously when they were playing at home, and he would never take me with him because it, he said it, the Boxing Day games were for like grown-up adults and 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 blokes got up to things that he wouldn't want his grandson to see in terms of drinking and uh, that kind of stuff. And so I always wanted to be able to go to a Boxing Day game with my with my granddad because I felt like that would be like a rite of passage. Um, and eventually, when I finally got to go, I can't remember what game it was now. Uh, I just felt like thinking, yes, yes, Heath, you finally arrived. You're finally grown up. You can watch some football um, on Boxing Day. What about you, boys? Stewie? From a covering Ipswich Town perspective, I don't think you can beat Boxing Day 2014, 4-2 at Brentford. Brentford, yeah. Um, Ipswich go top of the table in the championship. That, that would That would be the top, I think. That is a good one. That'll be on, on many people's lists. It was all going so well, wasn't it, friends? Um, Rossi, that, that that seems it may have been your answer as well. 
Yeah, that's my answer. Um, and then the other one would be the nil-nil draw against Gillingham when uh, Paul Lambert, of course, came out and was, you know, that was he had a very interesting press conference. But yeah, that was a, a lovely boxing day, goalless draw. I think we had seven shots, none on target. And then, yeah, Paul Lambert then went on to sign a five-year deal. So, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. That was such an odd, odd time, wasn't it, looking back? Uh, AJ, what about you? Um, I don't really feel like I have that many that stand out. I just like football in the snow and I've covered a few kind of football in the snow games. It's good fun. My favourite bit is when everyone's panicking, trying to get it on. And I have this at Cambridge. I don't know if you guys have any seen this. When have you ever seen the leaf blowers get brought out so they can mm. get the snow out and you can see the lines? Love yeah. it. Just give me that uh, as long as, well, I don't know. You've always got the uh, different views on things like gloves and base layers, but um, the most important thing for me. Let's have at least one game this season, but there's a bit of snow going around, as long as it gets to go ahead. I like it when they get the yellow ball out. That's great. Ooh, um, yeah. That uh, I mean, obviously, we just had the 13th anniversary of the snow game, didn't we, Rossi? When uh, when Roy Keane basically bullied the ref into keeping the game on with his 1,000-yard stare, and they beat Leicester in that memorable game. Right, let's take a few more, and then we'll let you get on with your Christmas day, um, and we'll get on with our various Christmas days as well. Tom Monk wants to know, you're hosting Christmas. You can have one player to cook, one to decorate the tree, one to organise party games, one to wash up, and one to put out the cheese board and wine at the end of the night. Who are you choosing and why? Um, who do you reckon is the best cook, boys, in the Ipswich Town squad? None of them. <laughs> they get fed for them, don't they? At the, they at the do. Yeah. I know. I know. Just have just uh, skipping ahead. I know I'm having to wash up. Because I'm led to believe that Wes Burns is a bit of a um, a neat and tidy young man, uh, so I reckon he'd probably relish washing up. So I'm having Wes washing up because I reckon he'd do a good job. Um, how about decorating the tree, boys? Any any uh, players you reckon have got a uh, creative streak? Do we have anyone who's tall so they can reach the top? I was thinking you can't someone like Christian Connor Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, someone needs to actually be able to put the star on the top. You can't have someone like Connor Chaplin or like me. You'd have to have like a little step ladder to get up. So. Maybe, uh, yeah, Chris and Walton, I'll go with that one. Okay. Stewie, you got any thoughts on this? Who would you who would you have organising party games? It's got to be Wolfie, hasn't it? Yeah, Wolfie would be a good shout for party games, I think. It'd be quite fun. Uh, and then one, one to put out the cheese board and wine. Shawnee Luco. <laughs> okay. Why? I don't know. Just, you know, just, he seems like a guy who probably drinks a bit of wine here and there and, you know, probably likes cheese. So, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I, th- I think we just left with player to cook. Who do you reckon is the best cook? You got any insights? Tumbleweed. Massimo <laughs> Luongo could do us a little Australian yeah. barbecue. Oh, I'd like that. That'd be lovely. Uh, right then, let's let's do a final few and then we'll crack on. Tom Bain says, it's Secret Santa. The four of you got to buy for Kieran McKenna, Mark Ashton, Sam Morsey, and you get a collective gift to the three Lions. Unlimited budget, what are you getting? Well, I know for Mark Ashton, I'm going to get him some good whiskey because we learned not too long ago that he drinks Jack Daniels uh, as his whiskey of choice. And a man who's got the access to sort of funds that he's got should not be drinking Jack Daniels as a first choice whiskey when he could afford so much more, so much better. So I'd get him some really good whiskey. Kieran McKenna, I'd get him Brian Clough's autobiography. Um, he'd probably find that interesting. I reckon Kieran McKenna is not anything for Christmas that doesn't involve football. Um, Sam Morsey, Stewie, what would you get Sam Morsey for Christmas? I would probably get him some reading. I think he, he 
We've, he's been pictured with with various books, isn't he? Getting onto team coaches and things like that. I think he likes. Um, it's very off-putting. You playing with your hats in the background. Yeah, some sort of um, self-betterment book, motivational book. Again, the art of war by Sun Tzu. Um, he quite like that, I reckon. Uh, and then a collective gift to the three lions, friends. What do you buy the men who have literally everything? Who can buy anything they want? Why don't because Brett Johnson's talked about committing to an Ipswich Town tattoo when they oh. when they get promoted to the Premier League? Maybe we could pay for them to have a to go to a, a top top Inca to and they can all collectively get get an Ipswich Town tattoo when the job is done. Exactly right. Then FPL Tractor, who would make a better pretend Santa? Mark Ashton, Mike O'Leary, or Mick McCarthy? Um, Mike, I can't remember seeing Mike O'Leary for a little while, Stu. Um, yeah, he's been about. Yeah, I saw him, he, saw him ahead of the Norwich game. Yeah, he's, he's got the he's himself. kind of got the warm, friendly glow you'd expect from a Santa. Clearly, Ashton has the beard. Um, I'm not sure about Mick McCarthy. He's more of a he's more of the bad Santa, isn't he? Mick McCarthy as Father Christmas would definitely be some sort of. He'd have a beard, you could, make, yeah. you could definitely make a film out of that. He did have a bit. Have I have I yeah, he had, he a, he had a, beard, a big white beard, didn't he? He grew for a little while, yeah. didn't he? I think that was his 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 um, contribution to Movember. I think he just went for the full beard one year. Can you imagine him as Santa though? What do you want, young young man? Well, yeah. you can't have it. You can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the the correct answer is Michael O'Leary because he's your he's your favourite kindly. Hello, he's your favourite kindly granddad, isn't he? Um, he is. Mark Ashton would would be, uh, I think he he would be quite fun as well. Like I say, get, get the beard dyed as well. Let me be clear, you are <laughs> uh, my yeah. elves will be relentless in in making the toys this year. We will not. No will stone not, will be left we will unturned. We'll not let emotion come into it. We'll fit, we'll stick to our budget. Um, yeah. Right then, two more questions. This is a good one from Jamie Carpenter. Favorite ever present you received as a child. So we've had worse presents. Jamie says, mine was Christmas 1985 when I got a Spectrum 48K computer, which is basically, I'm assuming, to Ross and AJ's like foreign language. Endless hours of Paperboy and Daily Thompson's Decathlon. The kids of today have no idea about having to wait 30 minutes for a game to load. Um, do either of you know what Spectrum is? You do? AJ doesn't. Of course he doesn't. I, I, I did have a Google it quickly when, when I saw the question. Oh, I went, yeah, I know what that is. I know what that is. Top of my head, I didn't know. But when maybe I, saw I would it. if I also had time to go Google the question. And that makes me feel so, so old. Favorite ever present, then, um, AJ? What's the favorite, your best ever present you've got at Christmas? Oh, it's going to make you feel worse. Um, I got a PS3 when I would have been about oh, seven or so. I didn't have too much on it, but yeah, sorry guys. Um, but yeah. I um I got that. I think it was quite soon after it came out, and um, I just remember getting Little Big Planet on it, and I was terrible. And I had my uncle over here, and he um because he, he lives over in Japan, and he helped me play it, and then he went back to Japan, and I just had no clue after that. But yeah, that would be my favourite. Sorry, sorry, when you were seven. Uh, Rossi, what about you? Favorite favorite Christmas present. Sky Electrics, I think. Oh, yeah. now you're talking. And I just loved. I just played with that for, for, forever and ever. I think on Christmas Day when I when I opened it, I was like, "Yeah, 
See you later, everybody. Don't care. Call me when dinner's done because that is me set for the day. I and got. Also, yeah. Sorry, mate. Carry on. And just a, a PlayStation One as well. Guess what? You know, that's my that's my sort of first proper video game. Yeah. Um, or console, and um, once again, just went. Yeah, don't care about all the other stuff. Just I'm playing that. But yeah. Scale Extrix, um, I had one where you could have you had put a little um, oil into the, the start bit and the, the, it, the wheels would spin. It'd create little bits of smoke. Um, I don't know if it's unusual. I was an unusual child, but my main interest in Scale Extrix was seeing how good, how big, spectacular crashes I could come up with. I wasn't really worried about racing. I'd just try and crash them in a spectacular way. Um, Stewie, how about you? Favourite Christmas present? Too many to choose from. Um Sabutio, that was a good. That's a good one, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. You get get that out. That's it. Be ironed very carefully with a with a sheet over the top to get the pitch nice and crisp. And then you'd get a new. You maybe get. A, and then the next year you might get a new set of set of players with different kit. And then you'd have to get the super glue out if one or two of them got broken, and you had to glue them back together, and they get progressively shorter. Um, yeah, that was a that was a good Christmas present. Um, the joy, the joy in Sabutio was always for me just laying it out, like actually playing it seemed to spoil it in a way because it looked so nice when it was just yeah because you could get everything, couldn't you? You could get stands and all sorts. It looked, it looked beautiful um, when you when you laid it out properly. Correct me if I'm wrong. No one ever played it properly, did they? They might try I don't for think the so. first few minutes and then in the end you'd be exactly trying to <laughs> yeah. score from right back with a ridiculous flick that yeah. sent the players everywhere. Yeah, uh, the best Christmas present I've ever got, and this is really going to set the precedent in terms of the age gap between myself and AJ. So AJ, at the age of seven, got a PlayStation 3. I, at the age, I think, of about 10, got a Sony Walkman, which AJ, they used to have these little things called cassettes, which you have to put into things called Walkmans or yeah, other cassette yeah. players available, and they used to play music. Um, and when I when I got that at the age of ten, I remember doing a, a, a celebratory glory lap around the lounge, just holding it up like it was the most incredible, technologically advanced thing I'd ever witnessed in my life. Uh, and I also got, I think it was the Dangerous Michael Jackson album with it. And I basically did nothing for the rest of the day apart from listening to that album uh, on loop. And, and then sometimes the cassette would get all chewed up. And yeah, all the tape would come out, and then you'd have to go and find a, a pencil. Yeah. Put it in, put it in the hole, and sort of wind it all back up again, and hope that it didn't get yeah. didn't, didn't get too creased. And then the headphones that came with those Walkmans. Oh, they like were awful. A, they'd get yeah. caught in your hair, wouldn't they? They had like a little, little sort of metal thing that would slide, and they'd have these horrible sort of sponge, fluffy sponges. Yeah. yeah. Kids today don't know you're born. Honestly, having to use cassette, trying to record songs off the radio on your cassette player. When the, with a the DJ, before you want to get it just when he stops talking, otherwise it's ruined. Anyway, I could go on, but I won't. So AJ got a PS3 for his seventh birthday, a seventh Christmas, and I got a Walkman. <sighs> My time's almost over, friends. I'm, I'm falling, I'm falling slowly into the abyss. Um, right, final question because I know we've got some pictures around this one, so I'll, I've, I've kept this till last. Amber Redmond says, seeing some very blue faces at the weekend from the, the smoke and blue action stuff has me wondering, what's the worst thing you've worn to work or had to wear for a job? Now, Rossi, I've seen that you've got a picture, which I want you to um, explain last. And um, Boys, have you got anything that you've had to wear for work or a job which was embarrassing? 
I'll take that as a no if if there is no we have very boring jobs in that sense we don't really wear any kind of fun wacky things um Siri no I don't think so uh, talking of Christmas films I was watching the nativity yesterday which must have come out around sort of mid 2000s was it mid mm-hmm. to late 2000s with Martin Freeman and he's a primary school teacher in that and the way he dresses in it is exactly how I remember dressing when I first started out in the way of world of work with a sort of slightly oversized tie oh, yeah. and uh, a cardigan there was those sort of thin cardigans that everyone wore and a little sort of man bag satchel that i sort of carried all my all my stuff in that was very much of, of its time in the 2000s oh mate when i started as a journalist all the way back in the year 2000 that was when shirts were massive everyone had yeah. like a, a massive shirt and I, I remember that i deliberately wore my tie like at half mast because I was so I was so bloody cool. I was going to liven these stiffs up a little bit. Don't do your tie up. Wear it halfway down. Um, in terms of things that I've had to wear for work, uh, I remember once I had to do a feature walking around the hospital ward wearing a sash, which um, drew admiring and also um, disparaging comments. Uh, and th- I've got a picture here, Rossi, which I'm going to bring up. I'll set the scene on this on this story. So a classic local journalist story. Um, this is about 2000 and two three so i would have been about your age at this this point aj we had a report that there were some very noisy chickens keeping residents awake in a street and so yours truly is the young hungry excitable keen scribe in the office got sent out to find them with a snapper back in the day when we had photographers as well um and we found them and the idea was for me to pose with the chickens and pretend that they were driving me crazy but obviously we couldn't get the chickens near enough. So what happened was that the photographer took a picture of one of the chickens and then used Photoshop to superimpose it above me. This is the result that actually went in the paper, the printed version of the paper. This appeared. There's me. And as you can see there, the running joke then became, you've got a cock on your head. Um, and there I am with a cock on my head. Uh, as a 23-year-old with what can only be described as disastrous-looking hair, teeth like a bag, a smash bag of crabs. If you if you if you uh, if you scroll down a bit further on this picture, which you can't because of the crop, I also had the Marlboro lights, omnipresent Marlboro lights in my top pocket. Um, yeah, that was uh, there. I am with a big old chicken. Look how much hair gel is in that <laughs> hair. It's copious. I can yeah. smell that. It brings back memories of that yeah. sort of jelly-like. Yeah, it that sort of, and you you'd slop it on, and I can yeah. I can feel the texture of that hair as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Like hard like super glue, like you plastered PVA yeah. glue all over it. Ah, oh, young Heath, so much I need to tell you. Um, yeah. So I was your age there, Alex, uh, when that happened. Um, wow. Things have cha- things have changed. Right then, Ross. Uh, let's finish with your one because I know which picture this is. Uh, so set it up, please. Give it the big beans because it deserves it for this picture. What a cock, what a cock. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, this was, um, I think I was actually, I was working at the paper at the time, but I was on the news desk, so I wasn't with you boys. And um, the Suffolk show um, was one of my thing I had to do. Mm-hmm. And there was um, so a lot of people asking, who's going to be the tractor boy, basically the mascot race at the Suffolk show. And I think no one wanted to put their hand up for it. I think... Um, Matthew Stott, formerly of his parish, he uh, was the tractor boy. Obviously, you left, and um, I was the man to put my hand up and go, all right, I'll do it. And obviously, the, the 
the mascot costume smelt a little bit. Yeah, how it old was that costume? Because it looked like it had come from like about 1975. Yeah, it was it was very old, and yeah, the head was just it smelt a lot, um, and it was very heavy. To run around in that was very bad. There's actually footage of me, and maybe we'll, we'll share it. I do fall over multiple times because you, honestly, you can't. I'll, I'll show the picture now. Yeah, bring, did you wear the, the picture? Shoe? No, I didn't. You didn't have the big clumpy shoes. No, I don't know where that was. I, I think someone forgot to bring it. But yeah, the, the, the helmet or the, the head, honestly, to run in that was. I had to hold it, honestly, because it you just. You can kept... see there, you're, you're gripping the mouth to keep it on your head. Yeah. But it's yeah. worth subscribing, friends, just for that to see Ross dressed as Tractor Boy hurtling <laughs> like a startled deer. It <laughs> looks big... like he's nervously biting his nails. <laughs> a big barrel of hay. Did you win, Ross? Uh, of course not. I think I fell over. I think I just about finished because, yeah, I fell over, I think, multiple times. Um, but, yeah, I, wonder, I think I just about finished. I wonder yeah. where that that outfit is now because it feels to me like a rite of passage that maybe the youngest member of a popular Ipswich Town podcast should have to go through. Um, I reckon whoa, 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 whoa. landfill somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worse. Oh. It probably smelled like it was landfill back then, didn't it, Rossi? Um, yeah, it been yeah. there for literally years of people sweating in it. Um, horrendous. Excellent. All right, then, friends. That brings us to the end of your questions, which just leaves me and Rossi to ask two more questions. Rossi, what's your question for the group? Um, I was going to go deep here, but I thought, no, let's not go deep. To it's Christmas, mate. Yeah, don't, let's don't not. do deep. No, I won't do deep. But I want to know AJ's first impressions of all of us. You love this question, don't you? Don't <laughs> this is something you pull that Why before. is everything aimed at me today? Because you're the new boy. New boy. Oh, you, you also said to me earlier, oh, you've been here long enough now. No, still. Okay. First impressions. Um, well, as we kind of discussed, I'd met Ross very briefly. Well, kind of briefly, a few years before. Um, so first impressions then i'm not really sure this is really tricky actually now thinking about it um proper tv presenter vibes which is what i think i gathered back then and when you listen to him doing like more presenting more and more you can kind of um get this vibe like hi everyone ross here back again and um i i think that i had that idea going in and also i remember when i i messaged asking about the job and um I think Ross might have replied with about eight different emojis at that point that kind of gave off the same vibe. Um, poor, where to go from there? Mark. <laughs> um, I think, what's the best way of doing this? Uh, he's staring me down here. I don't like this. As Walter, <laughs> White, said, as Walter White said in Breaking Bad, tread lightly. <laughs> um Come on, mate. Biggest thing that thought, I you obviously biggest, thought I was a legend. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Away, like, biggest thing that legend. I remember was how much you emphasized when you come to the interview. You can just wear whatever you want. Like that was a key not, part. Yeah, yeah. Was was, this was a it. really key part of it. And I think yeah. that maybe like there was some sort of expectations. Oh, is he going to show up in an Ipswich shirt or like <laughs> swimming trunks or something like that? Wow. Well, um, yeah. So relaxed was the first. We thing. just want. I think we just wanted to see that someone would fit the vibe. And therefore wouldn't turn up in like a three-piece suit or something. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I was originally going to um, 
come with like quite a, it was a, a blue actually a blue sweatshirt thing that i've worn a few times and i i bought this from primark my mum was like you can't wear that to an interview which is why i got uh kind of almost forcibly put in the kind of button-up hoodie thing that i ended up wearing that day uh which is also part of my kind of match day outfit cycle um Stu was the the person i spoke to the last um serious serious is the best way i can put it um i i feel like i want to make a simpsons reference here it's the one where they go into the navy and they have the navy officer who comes up at the end and he goes uh he's about to do the speech and he goes i'm a man of few words any questions and um that was the vibe i definitely got from Stu at the start <laughs> okay i think we've all learned a bit more about aj there uh and us and maybe ourselves um my final question, friends, for today's Christmas Day show is I want to know about your Christmas Day traditions or your Christmas traditions that you all have, because everyone has a different way of doing things at Christmas, don't they? So, for example, our Christmas tradition is on Christmas Eve, we go around, see my parents, we come home, we crank open the, the pizza dough that we've made, and then we go into the garden and we bake pizzas on Christmas Eve, and I smoke a big old cigar while, I, while I'm doing it um that's one of our christmas traditions so have you got any what you would say weird or unusual or personal christmas traditions you want to share with us um rossi have you got any christmas traditions what makes christmas day for for young roscoe oh you're on mute mate you're on mute Bloody hell. T- Bloody TV hell. presenter. Yeah, I know. No. Oh, my producer wasn't in my ear. My producer wasn't in my ear. Yeah. Come on. Um, that's producer Ross back in the day. Not press and record, obviously. Um, it's more the build-up to Christmas. I always watch Only Fools and Horses. Oh. Basically, from start to finish, from episode one to all the Christmas specials, I just put them on. I've actually got one basically on pause right now. So when we finish, I'm going to play it. Which one um, is it? Um, I'm getting to the end now. I think on what time, you know, when they won loads of money because of the the watch thing they found in the... So, um, yeah, I think I've only got two more episodes to go. But I've since... Been working hard today, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> well, game got postponed, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I've got, I got a piece get going online soon. Oh, I've actually been online already. So, um, yeah, check it out. Excellent. Only Fools and Horses. I like that. That is a quintessential part of any English Christmas, I think. Now, I think I'm right in saying... That one where they sold the watch, which I think was a Christmas Day special about 1996, is still like the most watched thing that's ever been on Christmas Day uh, in British TV history. Uh, AJ, what's your? Have you got a little Christmas tradition you and your family? Um, just want to say, do love Only Fools and Horses. The chandelier scene is one mm-hmm. of my favourites, definitely. Also, the uh, uh, very famous falling through the uh, the bar bit. In terms of traditions. It's a weird one as well, because growing up in Holland, you don't have Christmas. It's not really a thing. They have Sinterklaas, which is much earlier in the month, uh, St. Nicholas. Lots of weird things with that. Uh, in the build-up to that, you're supposed to put your shoe outside with a carrot for a donkey, and he comes every night, and then they put like a little toy in the shoe. Um, you're supposed to sing a song as well. Loads of different bits of that. I just remember getting loads of Hot Wheels cars every night. They do like chocolates with uh, made out of your, your letter for your name, so lots of A chocolates. Um, in terms of actual Christmas, as I got older, it was always when I had family over, usually end up wrapping the presents the night before because that's the kind of family that we are. Um, James Bond 
there's always a James Bond film on ITV2 usually at about nine or ten o'clock the night before. So it'd usually be me who's terrible at wrapping presents, just kind of sat on the sofa while everyone else panics on the floor trying to get everything sorted. That's that's one of my strongest memories. Excellent. And Stewie, bring us home, baby. What's uh, what's the traditions in the Watson household? Are there are there many that you adhere to? I suppose when you have a, a youngster, you start making your own new traditions, do you? Yeah, it's probably been more more made since since my daughter's come along we've got a mm. like a christmas lego set that always comes down nice. sort of early december that we all make together as a family um there's a christmas board game that we play where you have to deliver deliver all the presents um by going around the board and stuff like that so yeah things things like that we do superb right then friends we've come to the end of our christmas day special we've answered a lot of questions We've done a quiz. We've had a row about the score of the quiz, which felt very apt on Christmas Day. We've had, answered some more questions. We've also, I think, learned a lot about each other. You've seen a picture of me with a cock on my head, and you've also seen, there we are, you've also seen Ross dressed as quite a sinister mascot pursuing other mascots in a race. Make of that what you will. That feels quite Christmassy as well. Um, friends, I'd like to say to all of you, um, by the way, Alex, Stu and Roscoe, cheers. This is... Pretend this is some sort of weird coloured cider for Christmas Day. Uh, but cheers. Merry Christmas to you all, boys. You've had a great year. Um, Ipswich Town have had a great year and you've done some tremendous work, particularly, I would say, in the last week or so, uh, building up to the derby. I was really, really pleased with what we put out in the run-up to that game. And obviously, it was just the score that let things down. <clears throat> Friends, have you got any messages you'd like to share with the KOA Army before we sign off, any of you? Just um, thanks everyone for tuning in, watching, reading all our stuff. Um, I feel like we've gained, you know, you know, more and more audience this year, you know, from just people, you know, putting messages in, people saying hello in person. Um, you know, thanks to all the people who have given us gifts throughout the year as well, who've, you know, lived from afar and and just, you know, appreciate our work. So, um, yeah, shout out to you guys. Just shout out to, to the Cowboy Army because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, a massive part of what we do, don't they? Mm. Anything from you, Stewie or Alex? Um, I think my present to everyone this year has been telling you all the skating story. So Merry oh, Christmas absolutely. all. Was... I uh, hope that has made your festive period. And you know what we've got to do now for the 2024 Christmas special, AJ? Um, we need to put out some sequins, don't we, old, old friend? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. And that's the first part, and then you sing us out. Uh, <laughs> Stewie, sure how about you? Either of those go too well. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know we talked about having forfeits for at one stage if yeah. people lost things that uh, maybe could be Alex's one. I mean, I'm I'm he's all right. He's miles clear in the predictions league. He'd be all right. Wasn't there a talk at one stage I was going to be the mascot next to Sam Morsey walking out in the full kit? Yeah, if um if Town blew it last season, that was going to be a punishment, yeah. wasn't it? But maybe we'll revisit that at some stage um i just want to echo everything that ross has just said there thanks to everybody who follows our stuff and watches and listens and reads it's much appreciated and uh we will see you at portman road tomorrow for a big one indeed massive game tomorrow friends <clears throat> as the boys have said thanks so much for listening engaging watching whatever this year it's been a great one for all of us i hope it's been a good one for you from us to all of you, a happy, healthy uh, and very superb Christmas 2023. And also moving on then 
to hopefully a very successful 2024 for all of you. Thanks once again, friends, for watching and a very bloody Merry Christmas. Now, let's all go and get drunk. Yeah.